It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that had a host sort of struggling after a workout before recording. Are you are you back, Banks? Are you ready to go here? Yeah, I'm back because we did our <laughs> usual just sit here and bullshit for an hour and not really do a podcast. So um, I've had had a chance to catch my breath and uh, down some chili and some chicken tenders, get some protein in the system and uh I'm back. You had a tremendous, you had a tremendous post-workout glow. So it was, it was a, thank you. No, that's just my Irish skin. That's how it goes. So thank, thank my parents for that. Back for another week here at Baltimore podcast. And we'll get to our uh, starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill, which is going to be Halloween candy. Really original idea right there. I'm sure nobody has talked about Halloween (laughs) candy this week. Um, We'll get into a little Ravens mid-season report. RDT has a He's going to attack another podcast. There's going to be a podcast on podcast crime here from RDT at some point during the show. We'll get to Nick Kenner medley mail in person of the week as well. But as I said, let's, let's check in. We have no, normally we would, we would sit here. We would, we would go right into sort of the Ravens preview for the week. Can't do that. Ravens are going to win the game against the bye. I would assume, I would assume they'll be able to stop the bye, win the game. Um, but this sort of gives it's, it's honestly, for me, and we, we talked about this a little bit on the instant analysis, it's almost like the ability to like take a breath um, after what has almost been just a, you know, a hundred mile an hour constant, you know, start up the, up the, you know, whatever, whatever racing metaphor you want to make, it just has not stopped. And now the Ravens kind of take a breath here. Trade deadline also coming up, which provides some interesting wrinkles. And we'll see if the Ravens do make a move. You're seeing all those articles right now, who will teams trade, who would, what teams would want to trade for guys. Um, Banks, when you look at this Ravens team at the bye, you know, obviously some things need to be improved if they want to fulfill the championship aspirations. But as we talked about on Sunday, not in a horrible spot to do that right now. Um, Do you see them, you know, building up and making a move before next week, trade deadline wise? Um, You maybe get a couple of guys healthy, Derek Wolf, your, your Nick Boyles, guys like that. What is what do you think is sort of the biggest piece of this buy um, that the Ravens can accomplish? I don't know that we can expect for Eric DaCosta to make a trade, but I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if he does. I think offensive line is the the place that people are generally looking at, and um, rightfully so. Um, I think a lot of armchair guys are looking at running backs, and that's just nonsense to me. We were rolling through names that we were just kind of joking before we went live here about running backs that are supposedly on the block. And it's just the running backs are, are not the issue at hand. There's just nowhere to go for these guys right now. And the offensive line's banged up and they get more and more banged up. It seems every week, um, you know, Patrick McCary was, you know, doing a good knockup job there, at right tackle. And now he's hurt and we just continue to try to plug and play and find these guys. So I think there needs to be, they signed a, a tackle today. Um, I don't have the name in front of me. He played for the Seahawks at some point. Um, I know that's hard hitting analysis, but um, that's that's got to be where we're looking. With that said, like Eric DaCosta at times has just sometimes taken a, a, a positionary of strength at the deadline and made it an ultra ultra strength in the past. So you just can't really put anything past. He could could go out and get another corner. Who, who the hell knows? Because um, you know the or maybe an inside linebacker. That's probably the next up next position group up from um, offensive line, but um, yeah, like really anything could happen. I know that's really not adding much to the conversation in general, but um, 
you know, we're, we're five and two. Like, I know that there's this overwhelming feeling that we need to do something. Something needs to be fixed. And we shouldn't just sit on our laurels and say, hey, we're five and two and feel great about it. But at the same time, are we as broken as we thought we, as, as you might, you know, as it feels like we might be after a loss like that? It's probably an overreaction is to think that. We just need to go back to the drawing board and, and play with better fundamentals, like making tackles. Uh, covering a slant route with a little more. We lost them. We just continue to lose them. I mean, this is this is this has been a disastrous Wi-Fi performance. Even before we started. Even before we started. The, the I mean, slant routes. The slant routes killed him. The slant routes did kill him. The slant routes absolutely killed him. Um, no, to, to, we can we can pick up on on what our guy says as he as he figures out a way to to join us here again. Um, it, it's 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 interesting. I think that you know obviously the, a lot of the talk is about running back. Um, you know, they did sign an, an offensive lineman, Cedric Ogbue. I'm going to go with. I was, I was going to say, good luck pronouncing that. Yeah, one. who's, bounce, who's bounced around, bounced around a lot in the league. Played for the Bengals, the Jags, and the Seahawks. You, you, you don't think a guy that's those played, are some top quality organizations. That's, there. that's 29. <laughs> that's 29, and has played for the Bengals and the Jags. Um, is going to provide uh a lot of um a lot of backup there. The only running back on the market that would intrigue me if we're just going to have this conversation because the bye week is the time to have these conversations. I think Marlon Mack would be at least interesting because he's a guy that's had some success and probably wouldn't cost a lot. Thanks stop, and- stop. No, 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 no. Well, here's I mean, the thing, though. What do you say? Here's, here's, here, here would be my, my counterpoint. So the, the Ravens, the, the offense that you're running here, Le'Veon Bell, can I, I'm going to, Le'Veon Bell's washed. He's done. He's done. He's got nothing. No, he's got nothing. He's got nothing nothing incrementally better than like. He's nothing incrementally better than anybody. Yeah, he's he's just another guy at this point. Yeah, yeah. Just a guy. He's Jack. They they need someone that can that can that can break off some runs. They need somebody. They need they do. Okay. I'm just. What what makes why is Marlon back that guy? Are you is your internet going to go out or are you going to be able to have this discussion? It might. It might. That's why I'm like so <laughs> flustered right now. Yeah, I, I, uh, no, no, no. I'm in I, the middle of making a point about how we like, no, not running backs. Why no. are we talking about running backs? Let's not talk about running backs. And then my connection goes and no, I come ta- back and we're talking about running backs. We're talking about running backs. About running backs. <laughs> I, I just think, I, I think you could get him for, for nothing. That, that would be the only, that would be. The, yeah, okay. Yeah. That would be okay, the reason. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade anything above a low, low round pick to just get a guy um because i agree i i think latavius murray is a guy that could be productive i think Devontae freeman has shown a decent amount um but if you can if you can upgrade that position you can the 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 priorities for sure would be offensive line and i i think you made a great point i don't think anyone's talking about inside linebacker as a place they could address in the trade market at this point the play there has been so and i and patrick queen is saying all the right things i appreciate how transparent he is about he's not making any excuses. He, I have to play better, blah, 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 blah. But, like, it's not just him. Like, Josh Bynes has done a nice job sort of stemming the tide. Malik Harrison is just not on the field at this point. So you need some sort of de- – you need somebody that can play there unless you feel like Patrick Queen is going to take a huge jump and you're going to be able to move him back inside. Like, they don't have a, a Chris Board. Like, you're going to win the Super Bowl with the, with Chris Board and – I. I that is the that is or I think that's the point that everyone thinks about offense all the time and is like oh the Ravens defense is just like pulled together. What do you think about them? Address that position. 
what do you think about a potential if CJ Mosley? Oh, I, you, I was Googling this right now. Like, what's he up to right now? If, not, it's about to make not, the I same. I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they, the Jets would trade him. But, I mean, I don't think it would surprise anyone if Mosley's cut next season. I mean, that's a picture-perfect yeah. thing, you know, homecoming, kind of like a, hey, I probably shouldn't have left. I, I left because they gave me more money. Let's let bygones be bygones. I want to go to Wayward. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Fed. Let me just go out. Give me the snow. We'll do the Instagram videos. We'll do the whole nine. Stop Banks and home. Taylor start, from playing Golden Tee. Start the uh, make the I'm coming home video now, and, and we'll just get it going. It makes I'm sense. all for it. Yeah, this is this is part where I'm not sure what how much of what I said earlier got got through before my connection went to it shit. Got cut but off like at, at slant, you were talking about slant routes, and you uh, I was talking about slant that. routes. Yeah. Um, OBJ. I was I had gone on a whole thing about how like the the the, the, the Bengals game kind of kind of got away from us and there were just some bounces along the way that like, if you just look at one play here and one play there, like the, the complexion of the game changes completely. One of them is Josh Bynes had a pick six right there. He had it. And Clive Campbell jumped up and, and swatted it. Like, I don't know if you've seen, you know, Spencer Schultz, buddy of the program um, had the clip, but I remember being up in the 500 levels and like jumping out of my seat because I saw him make a break on a, on a dumb Joe Burrow Pass across the middle, short pass. He was going to house the shit out of that. He jumped all over the route. Would have been six the other way. Would have changed the game completely. And we did ourselves in by swatting the ball at the line. Um, I don't know. My point being, like, you, you mentioned Josh Bynes. I think he's doing the best job of anyone in there. But you can't just sit there and hope that um, should he go down or, or whatever. Like you, like you said, Malik Harrison's not doing much of anything. This seems to be a recurring issue uh, pretty much. Well, obviously, since C.J. Mosley left, but – um, you can kind of tie the issue back to when Zach Orr left as well. Like we just kind of don't have the right balance or right type of guys there at the linebacker position in an evolving league where the position itself has changed so, so much over the years. So um, yeah, it's, it's, you make a great point, Eric, like maybe we don't, that's not, you know, a question we can answer right here at this deadline, but I don't know, maybe CJ Mosey's an answer down the line. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, it again. It's the Jets are going nowhere fast. I mean, they probably want to get as, get out of that contract as much as they can. And again, it just it seems like a perfect fit for them to uh, try and bring that that back home. Um, it then so, also so, goes into all of like the can they cap and, and cap yeah, and, what and, what can they do? What do you think about some people? I mean, I'm seeing the Kerr 22 and some of these other guys in our mentions talking about shoring up the secondary with a trade. Getting, getting the depth a little more. I, I think if you're going to use trade capital, you got to use it on those, the positions where there's a little less depth and you don't feel like maybe you have some young talent that can develop throughout the year. Like right now, I mean, the, the, the Ravens, arguably the best defensive player on the team is the one that got, you know, tormented on Sunday and Marlon yeah. Humphrey. But you think about it, you know, the Ravens have always liked Tavon Young. They've drafted young guys in the secondary like Brandon Stevens you have Anthony Averett who they like like are you going to go get a veteran corner because and not as opposed and maybe there'll be a veteran corner out there that they can get but if you're going to rank and rank the position groups in which you'd want to use any type of trade um, ammunition I think the two I think the offensive line and the 
Yeah, I think even defensive line would be a position would be a place I might use it over over people say like, <laughs> that nose tackle and you know you know because Calais Campbell I I you know going through some of you know every, all the uh, the beat beat reporters are doing the kind of the mid season not mid season but bye week report Zerubek's great com I thought was really really good mentioned that really Calais Campbell is playing too many snaps because he's playing well but at thirty five mm-hmm. it's not a guy you can maybe rely on in that spot all year long you know, and maybe that's the spot where they think like, okay, we got to get more out of Justin Metabuke and all these different guys. Um, that That's a guy who's really not taking that next step the way a lot of people thought he would this year. Yeah. The training camp Williams buzz about is, him is a big was real, number there. Yep. Yeah. And the training camp not buzz really contributing much either. Yeah. The training camp buzz, as you said, about Metabuke was big and he has not delivered. Um, yeah. Brandon, yeah. Yeah. So that, real, that would be how I'd rank him. You know what's real funny? quick? Too. Normally, this would be like: Can the Ravens go? Get, do the Ravens need a receiver? Get a receiver. Ravens don't need a receiver. What a world! Yeah, they're great at receiver. <laughs> they're they're stacked, kind of. So they're probably shopping. I mean, I think any any trade conversations that are going on right now probably involve Miles Boykin and maybe a pick swap. So um, he's even. You look at the receiver depth chart and. Uh, He's, he's just kind of the odd man out. Plus, I think Tyler Wallace is playing some really good special teams um, to the point where even Boykin's role as a special teams contributor is not really what it used to be. It used to be kind of his meal ticket. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I, 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 he's a guy who I, I think we, we all thought had potential. And um, not that he didn't have opportunities, but the opportunities just didn't really present themselves uh, uh, at the times or, or I don't know, like, like we thought it might. So he might, he might be a guy who thrives somewhere else. Real quick. So, so banks, obviously, and I know this is, you've been on this train for a while though. We, that Ravens don't need to go out and get a running back because a, I mean, it's just not what EDC does and, and it's not what the Ravens have ever done. Do you, can you see them making a deep run in the playoffs with this, with the running backs to where they are not, not talking about Lamar running the ball at all. But that group of running backs. The, yeah, the, the Murray, Freeman and Bell. Yeah, I mean we've 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 seen some spurts where they've run the ball well and they've been few and far between overall. And there's started to be a pattern here where it's not going great. But I really think that there's there's just not a lot in front of them. They haven't had the opportunity to really get out and run in space the way that the running backs beforehand in the last couple of years have been able to. So there's kind of um just an issue up front. Like we're just not winning at the first level to give these guys opportunities to really make plays. So um, like, and, and then just on top of that, you, you, you kind of said, can we really make a run um, with those guys back there? Like our offenses still had success in spite of not running the football so well. I mean, like, um, I mean, I, I rattled off, I forget. I mean, it's of course that was game situational, but um, between the, the last few drives of that Colts game and then the next game um, against the Chargers, them just throwing, 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 and throwing a great success. There's there's a roadmap there that involves us being a throwing football team um, where we can have success. So it's just we need both sides of the ball to be humming. Um, and we've done that for, more, you know, we've won five games. We're five and two, so it's kind of like, okay, um, let's just not freak out about everything. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. you just know. I mean, I, it's like it's like in baseball where like the home runs don't always translate to the postseason. It's like you gotta 
I mean, you guys know better than anyone. Yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah. Especially if you're going to to a Buffalo, to yeah, any of those cold weather places, you know. Yeah, I, I think to me. Yeah, I think what we really. I think to me, if you if you look okay. at it, the they need they need either versatility in the offensive line, or they need somebody steady at inside linebacker. Like I don't think the Ravens are going to go out and 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 have the ability to, to go get a star or somebody on a big contract. Maybe they can figure it out. I mean, that's what Eric DeCosta gets paid the big bucks to do. But they just need someone that can play. I think multiple positions at this point in offensive line because I mean they're just going down. Everyone is going down at a certain point here. I mean, it used to just be like, go get like a right tackle or something. I think that would be the priority. But if you could have someone that could go kind of flip inside it out and, and have some versatility and then just someone that's steady at linebacker, if you just, if Patrick Queen just doesn't find it. Also, Banks, I'm kind of upset you didn't break, you didn't break this Kenny Young trade news too. I thought you were like, the yeah, Kenny I know. Young I know it's Kenny Young trade scoops are kind of my thing, but uh, you, you can't win them all. So. Um, he, he there wasn't a fifth Broncos. round pick involved, so he went to the Broncos, right? I don't get out of bed for trades that don't involve fifth round picks. <laughs> Did he get he got traded to the Broncos, right? Yeah, so Vic, with that. Vic, Vic Fangio is gonna hitch his wagon to the Kenny Young. Uh, he's gonna hitch to, to the Kenny Young wagon. I'm like, okay, interesting. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I've got a tweet that's that's been waiting, sitting in the DM, the the drafts ready to go out, but. I didn't know if it could go out after uh, last week's game. It was it just shit talking the Broncos. Um, it's think it said it's a picture of Vic Fangio, and it said for Halloween I'm gonna dress up at Vic Fangio and yell at uh, anyone I see running. Then the Ravens got okay. stopped, and I was like, oh, I may want to hold on to this mm. one. Mm. But may, I don't know. Maybe maybe it goes off tomorrow. We'll see. Okay. Is there any? Is there any? Fangio yeah, home. yeah. What a Vic Fangio story. Is there? Is there? <laughs> for you, for you guys, do you feel like because we we have the entire instant analysis? If people want to go back and see our thoughts on the game on Sunday, go back and, and listen. I don't feel like we I, I, there. You know, Harbaugh had the quote today to the effect of, you know, we get crowned when we play great, and then we get destroyed when we play poorly. There's a lot of like stuff deep in Ravens Twitter people being upset I'm seeing a lot I'm seeing a lot more of like you know people related to players or people in the or close to the organization tweeting things like don't get personal with players and stuff like that and I get that like they that should not happen it's a weird relationship um I think at times that this fan base has with the team where there's a lot of like roller coaster I don't think we do that on this show which I I'm proud of um but do you guys feel like it was a, the reaction generally from the fan base was an overreaction or a fair reaction to Sunday? Cause I, that all, that was a weird subplot to me to the like reaction to the game, which obviously is tough. You like lose by that much. Everyone's upset, blah, 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 blah. And then there was a lot of subtext like, well, why, why aren't you just riding with us all the time? Which is fair. Like if you work for the organization or you are a player, or whatever you want that to, to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you guys feel like people overreacted to Sunday's result? I think the, the reaction was kind of like right there in the middle because this was a game that the entire fourth quarter, it was like, this one's just not our day. Like it's out of our hands. Bounces aren't going our way. You know, a couple calls that could have gone either way didn't go our way. Um, it's a little easier to swallow in that sense where if you look at say the other game we lost this year, the Raiders, 
it felt like we were just getting stabbed repeatedly just because we couldn't get off the field on defense um, throughout the entire fourth quarter, where just because you're so invested in every single play in a close game like that, it just, you just are that much more into it and it's that much more frustrating. So um, couple that with the, the whole idea that we just had won five straight games. I think that there was a lot of leash and um, to some degree, I give the fans a lot of credit because they, you know, they, they, see that for what it is and aren't really overreacting in, in such a way because we all know that this team has faced a, a pretty good amount of mercy in just seven short weeks. And to come out five and two through all of it is pretty impressive to say the least. So I don't think anybody envisioned us losing by 24 to the Bengals at home pretty much ever in the history of the Baltimore Ravens, but it happened one time. And I think that what we saw you know, from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, it's like, okay, like we saw that coming down the tracks a little bit. It's here sooner than we imagined. And it went worse than we imagined. But at the end of the day, like wasn't our day. And I think we'll get our shot at them in Cincinnati. And I, I like our, like I said, on Sunday after the game, I like our chances then. And I think everybody else should too. I'm with you. I think, you know, like you said, we didn't, no one really, no one really, saw this coming from this Bengals team right now, but it's still, it only counts as one loss. Like, again, it's, it's still one loss. It's still a division loss. It doesn't, nothing changes that. Um, I, I'm with you though. I thought it was pretty split 50, 50. I'm surprised. I thought I would have seen more people like kind of exploding and blowing up and getting super upset. But I think most people were like, you know what? It's a damn good football team over there. And they just, they just played better today. They deserved it. they, they wanted it more. And like you said, some of the, the, the balls that normally go our way didn't. Some of the balls that, that you know, it, it just, again, it wasn't the Ravens' day. And I think a lot of fans kind of understood that. Like you said, they kind of flushed it with two minutes left in the third quarter and just said, you know what, there's a bye next week. It's done. After the bye, they're on to the Vikings. And I, I think, again, I, I wasn't really expecting that just because of the way that it kind of snowballed into that loss. But, yeah, I, I, I thought most of the fans that I saw – took it pretty – I thought they took the loss as, about as best as they could. Again, just being like, you know what, tip your cap. It's not our day. Let's go home. And yeah, we – like being in the stadium, even when it started to teeter late in the third and early in the fourth, um, because of the fact that they had come back in all these games already, there was a reluctance to leave. And then when Tyson Williams went out of bounds on that fourth and 15 with like four yards short of the stick, where it was just like, well, okay, that's – that is that Jerry Seinfeld gift, you know, ah, mm-hmm. I'm out of here, you know, get up nah, and we're out of here. And that's pretty much the entire stadium left at that point in time. So uh, I don't think, you know, people were, were unhappy for sure, but I don't think anyone was, um, you know, disgusted in a way. Like, I mean, 2019 week four against the Browns, you know, the Earl Thomas uh, not chasing down uh, Nick Chubb. You know, Tony Jefferson just playing the worst gap defense I've ever seen in my life on that run. Like, that was an angry crowd leaving the stadium. And I was right there with everybody, pitchfork-wise. Different kind of environment here. And I think that speaks a lot to the confidence that fans have in this team itself, but just the organization and the culture as a whole. Like, we feel, okay, like, we're not going to win every game here. And the deck's a little stacked against us with the way some things have gone. So, um you know, we'll take the five and two and we'll, we'll get our rest and we'll go get them in week nine. Yeah. And, and the other thing about putting it in the context of sort of the division race, I don't think this Bengals team is one that's now going to 
you know, start to rip through the NFL, you know, so the, I don't think, you know, the Ravens are going to have opportunities if they can take care of their own business. They may not even have to take care of the Bengals themselves. As um, much as ESPN wants to tell everybody otherwise. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's sort of how these things go. And I think that goes back to the bigger point, right. Of overreaction <laughs> and, and, and how the NFL flips on a dime every single week is, you know, the Ravens are, you know, an amazing story last week, all these guys on IR, you know, they're the darlings. They're the, the one seed. Now, Bengals, it's Burrow, it's Burrow's time. They've, it's Jamar Chase, blah, 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 blah. You know, they'll beat the Jets this week and nobody will care. And somebody else will do something great. And it'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's not the Bengals anymore. It's, it's the Chargers or it's this team, you know. So that, that is the one, you know, very interesting fit. And this is, this is no, you know, new thing at all, but the way the NFL is and the way the, at least the AFC is right now. And I think that's more of our focus as opposed to the, re- the entire league. There's no real one dominant team. You know, there's no team that you look at and you go, all right, they're running through the league. You know, the, the Titans are going to become the, the darling at some point here. And that's going to happen at five and two. The bills will, will, will come back into, will come back into focus. I wouldn't count out the dark, chiefs from making a run. And the chiefs, you can't count out the chiefs. Them. You can't count out the chiefs. I think, and I said this, and it upset you, Eric. I understand that you're upset, and you guys won a big game, won a big the other day, but I think this weekend is the AFC South turns on its head. The Colts are going to win that game. I, I think I think Colts win it, too. Yeah. You, you sandbagging son of a bitch. You always say I, something I, like that. I just think the Colts I, are going to win. I, 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 the Titans are going to win. I, I don't believe in the mayor of Pennsylvania to win this game. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, um, I just – I can't – I can't. This guy, I mean, there's just – yeah. See how he played in the rain the other night? No. They're playing in a dome this week. Quite, quite frankly, he played, I did, well, he not, played well, frankly, I did not watch one second of the game, that game. <laughs> so that is a fair point. Um, I was, but I, the, your point is completely correct. And, and waking up Monday, the most reassuring thing I could have seen was, was download the app, Barcel Sportsbook. Uh, the Ravens are still favored to win the AFC North odds off. Like they're more likely to win it than anybody else's. They're minus 115. And then the Bengals are not even the next closest team. The Browns are still plus 300. The Bengals are plus 325. And so I did a little, you know, digging from there. Um, the Bengals have the Jets this weekend on the road. It's supposed to be a layup, right? In theory. From there, they don't have a breather pretty much the rest of the way. What we have in our pocket is that we got all of our AFC West games out of the way early. And those games, I mean, that division is proving to be the best in football. The Chiefs are down the hole. They're three and four. Um, so, like, you look around and the, and the Chargers, at, at least at one point, was the toast of the town. Um, the Raiders are right there at the top of the conference standings. So, it's a good conference. And the Bengals have all those games in front of them, save for – no, all of them. So – um, schedule wise, like there's, there's a lot to like for the Ravens, um, the rest of the way. Real quick too. I know, I know, uh, Taylor, you were talking about how like, there's going to be that Joe Burrow coming of age, like story and how the media is going to fall in love with him. I'm looking at the the schedule. I'm surprised they don't have any, they don't have any primetime games. Like I would, I would expect and Again, I I guess it's a little early, like next year, they're going to have what six primetime games. They're going to have four or five primetime games. I think depending, <laughs> it's still a tough market. I think it will depend on if Burrow, how they, they go to the playoffs and he becomes like a really bit, like a real star, like a breakout mm-hmm. star, they will be on primetime. 
like um, I'm waiting to see the ESPN before Monday Night Football to sit down with Joe Burrow and Lamar and uh, and you know Jamar Chase and do you know they went to college together and they had this relationship and it's they're gonna force that down our throat. Yeah, like that's a that's a that's a nice kind of two pronged piece of star power to like put on a to put it in to put in prime time. It'll be right Lisa Salter and you're she'll sort be of talking. seeing, you know, I think the last decade, you know, the clear guys that were always going to be on prime time were Breeze. Like it's, this is a lot of this is based around quarterbacks. Breeze, mm-hmm. Russell Brady, Wilson, Russell Wilson, you know, blah 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 blah. Now that is flipping to this new generation of Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, you know, Herbert. Those, Herbert, like the not Herbert yet, but like those the Lamar Mahomes, um, Allen, Allen is probably like the leaders in the clubhouse at least from a it was Watson, it was Watson AFC perspective. Dak is kind of in the middle, but like Rogers is another one that's in that breeze. You know Brady, that group. Mm-hmm. You know guys are gonna eventually kind of come into the four who are gonna take over that spot, and I think it's gonna be like your Kyler's and your Joe Burrows, and just see how that. The, 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 since he's just in a bad market, the good thing is Burrow versus Lamar is going to be a primetime game now. I mean, that's just what yeah. if those guys keep going the same. It's going to be Flacco, Roethlisberger in that division. It's like, oh, what AFC North division games on primetime? Oh, it's not Baker. We talked about this on Sunday. It's not Baker Lamar anymore. I mean, that, that's just already gone. I mean, Baker, Baker, you know, who knows where he's going to be? Like, they could move on from him at some point here. Like, I don't think it's a guarantee. It's hard right? to imagine that they do, but yeah, but yeah, it's conceivable. You never know. They could say, they could essentially do the Rams thing. They could say, okay, we signed golf or, you know, and then we made a trade and we found someone that we think is a little more ready to take our roster that we feel like is ready to win with a little bit more of an upgrade. I don't know who the quarterback would be that they would go. Yeah. Get, but you get what I'm I saying. think I would, I would agree with you if, if Cleveland wasn't such a loss in the desert type franchise mm-hmm. in terms of the quarterback position. So that's the one thing that I think keeps me going back to like, he's going to be there for a while because he's just far better than what they had. Now I'm looking at uh week 16 is the Ravens Bengals game. The, the one thing, sorry, the one thing, of the they, season. they haven't extended him yet. So no, they haven't. So that is the thing that's also out there is they have not same timeline as Lamar. Well, Lamar, who is going to get ex- like Lamar is definitely going to get extended. You could make a you could make a case if you're if you're Cleveland that you don't want to give Baker Mayfield like top top level quarterback money. Maybe you try to go in a different direction. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that the the PTSD of former Manziel, quarterback please. sins is going to make them extend him but it's definitely an interesting storyline. Yeah. So um, connection issues again are kind of shaky here. Um, I was looking at week 16 here, Sunday, December 26, Ravens Bengals. That's the second matchup. Um, It's looking like a high, highly likely game to get flexed, to be honest. Currently it's uh, the football team and the Cowboys as the Sunday night game. Oh, Kind of looking like a stinker right now. Um, and really the only other game I'm seeing on that Sunday, because this is your classic, I love this. Um, they still are doing a Thursday, December 23rd game. And then they're doing the whole, like, we're encroaching on the NBA's territory here. We're going to throw two games on Christmas Sunday. Um, so we got two games there. And then uh, Cleveland at Green Bay and then Indianapolis at Arizona. I think those are two pretty damn good games. And then, uh, like, Ravens Bengals may very well be a Sunday night football game. 
Um, it's really Pittsburgh at Kansas City. If Pittsburgh has any sort of life whatsoever, um, and Kansas City, obviously, they're not. They're they're the the ship has sailed on them being in coast mode out at the top of the standings at this point for sure. Um, those are two teams that could very well be fighting for playoff position there late late in Big Ben's career. Who the fuck knows? But um, those are the two games I think could be. Budging in on that Saturday night football slot. Diabolical of the NFL to just stick Aaron Rodgers on Fox, like in the biggest window that the NBA has all year in the, in the regular season. Like that, the, 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 I love between, it. Between three o'clock and eight o'clock is like when the NBA sticks like the prime games on ABC on Christmas Day. The NFL is like, hey, we're going to put two playoff teams right here. Um, me, playoff teams last year. Um, just, we're just going to, we're just going to stick them right in the middle of your time slot. Then the other games on NFL Network, but just and it's going to kill the NBA game. The I mean the NFL. Yeah, game. it is. I don't even know what's on the NBA schedule. They're just playing. They're playing two different TV um, ball games there. Real uh, quick, too. You want to know what's? Thanks. You want to know what's? It's um. I it's got it. Warriors Suns. Oh. Which and is actually Lakers. not so that oh so interesting. So they changed their schedule then. They put Nets Lakers at eight o'clock and put they put to to get away from the to get away from the NFL for sure because normally that game would be on earlier like that's a game that normally plays earlier that's the prime matchup of that's the in LA Durant. too right LeBron Durant in LA yeah 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 so those stink. games kind of stink Hawks Knicks Celtics Bucks Warriors Suns Nets Lakers Mavs Jazz Ugh. the Man. last game on Christmas is always a stinker too yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because you well, you have yeah, I mean you have Steph and Chris Paul, Celtics, Bucks. People just I think I don't think the now we're getting way off track here, but I, the 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 general fan I don't think is like bought into like Jason Tatum as a star. So it's like who's the star power of the Celtics? It's Jason Tatum, but like nobody knows who. I mean, I know who he is. We know who he is. But Jalen Brown, I yeah, Jalen Brown too. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk fantasy basketball? Talking big big board man beat guys. Yeah, my fantasy. Those guys are guys. My fantasy basketball team stinks. Yeah. Sure it does. <laughs> the big board man bees a wagon. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's cooking that, tonight. It will be interesting to see the 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 down the stretch schedule and how the Bengals because now the, you know the Ravens don't control, control their own destiny there. Um, I guess theoretically they do. You could then go and play in the head dead, but um, how the Bengals now deal with kind of being the hunted as opposed to being the hunter after a statement win on Sunday. Well said. Let's move to our. Um, we have no. We have no predictions to make. Normally, that's how we end the end, end the first part of the segment. No predictions. Um, None of us have. I don't think have been predictions for season you go. record. Do, I don't know. No. Here you go. Do the Ravens make a trade? Yes or no? You don't need to tell me. Yeah. Actually, how about this? Ravens make a trade. What position? Yes or no? And then if they are, what position do they trade for? Uh, yes, uh, offensive tackle, and uh, this is a point that crossed my mind, but we keep getting disrupted by my internet connection blowing. Thanks a lot, Comcast. Um, you you had kind of said like, okay, maybe a running back for just a, a worthless pick, and then this kind of thought crossed my mind. We've almost started to accumulate too many picks. Like that sounds yeah. crazy, and I love accumulating so many picks, but we were not able to keep like at least two, maybe three of our guys out of camp last year. And I, I know people love to use that as a reason for like, oh, we made bad picks. No, it's like our, our roster is just too talented. It's too deep. So 
at a certain point, like you have to start to use, like there's, there's kind of a phrase, like there's a time to accumulate capital and there's a time to spend capital and draft capital. Like the overall mantra should be accumulate picks, accumulate picks, accumulate picks. We have a team that needs help. We should be in a position here where we need to start spending those picks. Some of them we don't have yet because they're technically their comp- compensation picks. So we can't trade them yet because they're not actually ours yet. But um, in theory, like we shouldn't be afraid to go out and move a mid-round pick because we have so many. of them. We just can't keep all those guys, you know, nine months from now after camp and all these things. We can't keep all them down the line. So you might as well trade one now for, for to your point, maybe Marlon Mac. But tackle, tackle. Give me some offensive line. Give me more beef. Give me healthy beef. Like I love the beef that we have in the organization for the most part, but we just need more of it right now because we're just too beat up. Already too. I, I will say no. No trade. I agree with Banks. I think that the Ravens have a lot of picks. I think that at this point, a mid-round pick to try to help you win right now is gonna be more important than one you use and is, you know, if it's a fourth round pick, there's what? a 50% chance that person becomes like a really quality NFL starter prop. Maybe, maybe not even that. I don't know what the percentage is throughout a random number. Um, I, I think they will make a trade. I think they will trade for alignment. I, I, I th- you have to go out and get somebody you, you can't, there's nobody on the street. You're going to be able to sign. There's there's, we would have talked about all those names at this point. They're not out there. Um, you got to go find somebody. You got to go pick like a Morgan Moses off from the jets You've got to go get go go find a team that's not good and give them a pick. Um, I do think running back is a possibility, but I think offensive lineman is one they will definitely do. But I think the Ravens could make multiple trades. I don't think it's out of the question that they go and try to find um, some guys because you know every year right now and we talked about this before the year, every year is a window when you have Lamar Jackson to win the Super Bowl and trading away mid-round picks with, as you said, Banks, the pit capital the Ravens have, it's not mortgaging the franchise. So if you can go out and get some guys, you, you, you have to. And, and Yeah, this is kind of, kind of a change of philosophy for me personally because I just love picks so much. But you just got to you gotta trade them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. The, Eric DeCosta is so good at getting picks – like that, that why wouldn't you believe he couldn't just go get the pick back? They're so good at, they're so good at gaming the system to find picks. You know, mm-hmm. they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're never going to be in a position where they're screw up where they are with the capital, with the draft capital. They just, they never, they really never have. Like they've always been very secure with having, you know, assets in the draft to move around or using other assets to get draft picks back. So go out, use them, fortify some positions that are clear needs. It's not like, you know, it's like just make a trade to make a trade. Like the Ravens need upgrades at this point to be where they want to be. They're good right now, for sure. To be where they want to be, um, they probably need a couple more players. Let's get into our um, Fed Thrill draft, starting five draft. Um, Exit 52 is the promo code Fed Thrill. It continues to be beautiful outside. I don't know if you guys were outside on Monday, my goodness gracious. It was like 75 degrees and it was sunny and I was watching Maryland soccer practice. Then I went to happy Valley and the weather was not so happy anymore, but that's why we stay in Maryland. And that's why we get fed thrill sunglasses. 
20% off if you use the promo code exit 52. You can get your sunglasses, all the great styles, wear them at the tailgates, you know, wear them out when you're, you know, doing all your fall activities. Uh, you know, we, we, I guess you're, you can wear them out just as a style, use them in a Halloween costume. Maybe you got a Halloween costume. You need some sunglasses for, but we're kind of coming up against it for that. XV2, 20% off. Use it. Halloween candy. Halloween candy. Something true to everyone's heart. Everyone has their favorites. This has just felt like the way to go. No, we don't need to talk sports here. By week, we're going to go. We're going candy. Um, RDT, you have the first pick. I have the second pick, Banks. Oh. First go ahead. Oh, Fed man. Thrill, the, the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill, Halloween candy. Oh. I, uh, this is a tough one. Like number one pick. My oh man, what am I looking? I'm I'm going down my list. You know what? I don't know if this is going to be number one on anyone's. My number one pick for best Halloween candy is Laffy Taffy. I could eat roughly a billion Laffy Taffies. Banana, banana is by far king. Strawberry, grape is great too. I could eat one of the full family size packages. I'm not really a chocolate guy. I'm more of a fruity snacks guy. Laffy Taffy is right up, right there, right up my alley. So <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together. I, 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 <laughs> I could see it. I have to stunning one one. It's such a bad pick. I mean, that's oh, incredible. Oh my gosh, that so wouldn't have this? entered my discussion for round after round after round. You, we could have been here forever. Then you don't have a good palate. We, like we used to sit with those out in uh, in the bullpen or in American Legion baseball and just leave <laughs> the jokes and not not eat the candy. Well, then you guys are <laughs> idiots. Then the candies are better than the jokes, and the jokes are fantastic. The jokes are. They're hit or miss, and the hits are great, and the misses are great too. But the pick is horrible. Wow, that is. I don't know. I think it's. That I is, think it's that that is maybe the most stunning one-one taken of any draft. I'd have to go back and look, but I, I, I was stunned that that's what you said. Legitimately stunned. Oh my god! <laughs> banana, banana specifically. That's your favorite. He's fucking with yeah. us now. No, he's no. I he's swear about it. He's fucking with us. No, the banana. He's fucking with us. I once, I lost, I once lost a tooth in a banana one. I bit down into it, and I he's gonna I went up, and the tooth was stuck in. He's the, gonna the take. Banana. He's gonna take mounds. He's gonna take almond joy. He's gonna no. Take, those are gross. Uh, fucking like Smarties. He's gonna no. take trash picks. This whole he's building a bad draft. No, I'm not. I what do you? I've no. Oh my I'm god, not. you have the worst house in your neighborhood, don't you? No, I will, are you I will me? say. I will say. I'll give you this credit. Oh. I'll give you this credit. Sixty-one percent of Americans identified banana-flavored Laffy Taffy as their favorite. I personally don't, but there you go. I'll give that to you. Strawberry is very good. I'll say strawberry. That. Strawberry is good. Delicious. Strawberry is very I'll good. Give, I'll give. I'll give that to you. That's the sour apple is fine too. It's it's great. I I I love them all. Bring them all. Uh, I will say I, so I, I literally searched worst Laffy Taffy flavor. I got that stat about banana being the best. The second link is a pop sugar article, banana Laffy Taffy, the worst Halloween candy in the world. Oh, I, can't, I literally what is, can't. What I, is pop sugar? What is that? I mean, I don't even have time. Laffy to Taffy is the website. most exciting candy to receive on Halloween. 
to begin is not the most exciting candy to begin with, but the banana flavor is downright nasty. <laughs> give me, give me a name. Give me a name of that person. Incredible. Uh, I'm going to, I am going to. Uh, Aaron Cullum wrote this. Yeah. Sounds literally, that's, it's that's a, it. literally it's a picture of, um, God, that's so tremendous. She was a former editor of uh, viral features. Let's see what she's doing. Oh, her Twitter does just not exist. Oh my. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause I was going to assault her all over Twitter. So. There you have it. There you have it. All right. That, that is a shocker. Um, with the second pick I'm taking Reese's cups. I mean, that I thought was going to be the number one pick. So, so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you are not a chocolate guy. And we've had this discussion before. So I did think there was a possibility you would not take chocolate, but I'm taking Reese's Cups. I don't really need, think I need to explain the pick at all. They're good. Go ahead, Banks. It's an incredible it, – it is the one that I ate like five in a row when you got, when you got back to the – they're so freaking good. That is just such a good candy. Uh, I'm going to take Twix. I love Twix. It's the only cookie or it's the only candy with the cookie crunch. Uh, shout out George Sanza. Um, that's an all-time episode, by the way. Um, Twix is just delicious. You get two of them. Uh, it's I when when the car girl at the course has Twix, I get real fired up. Yes, you Usually do. It's just I've seen you get a very Twix generic candy bar. Love a good Twix. Um, gosh, it's so chalky. I don't know if I want to do it. Man, this I didn't I really don't like my slot, but it's going better than I thought it would. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take the Snickers. I'll do it. I'm, I'm gonna take the Snickers. It's it's a generic candy. It, it hits all the boxes. Um, it just deserves to be taken this high. It's it's not necessarily my favorite, um, but at this point in the draft, it's just this is. I mean, yeah, it just needs to go now. I am I am just reeling from Laffy Taffy. Um, <laughs> I, <hate that> <laughs> I am gonna take, um, and I, this is in the context of Halloween candy, so it's not just you know favorite candies, which you want to I guess get on Halloween. Um, I loved personally getting tons of bags of M and M's because I just felt like they lasted for a long. M Ms are really good. They're not like the greatest candy of all time. They're really really solid, and in a Halloween bag, I think they're just a really good like. They're just like a utility player. Like when you're going through, oh, like here's some M&Ms. Oh, you want a couple M&Ms? Those little bags, those little yellow bags just scream Halloween to me. They came out of the, you know, either a variety pack or a big pack of them. They paired very well with my, you know, those be- that beautiful orange packaging of the Reese's Cups, which there's just no, there's no greater sight in Halloween to just pick out of your bag and see that orange. Oh, um, I mean, Reese's Cups, I don't want to, I'm going to go back to Reese's Cups for a second. I mean, that is like the, the LeBron James of this draft, the Kevin Durant of this yeah, draft. Yeah, it just and I'm, probably I mean, shouldn't have even been available. What, what number, yeah, where did honest. Kevin Durant get drafted? He got drafted number two. You, exactly. You, you took Greg Oden. And it's and honestly, Greg Oden is better than Laffy Taffy. Mm, no. <laughs> so no. I'm, taking, I'm taking M&M's. And I'm, I'm taking regular M&M's. Quite frankly, you don't get a lot of appearances of the other flavors in a bag in a in a Halloween candy bag. At least I never did. It was always the regular. It's ones. Always, it was always the regular ones. Have you had the fudge yeah. brownie M and M's? No, sounds those good are unbelievable. I again, not a chocolate yeah, guy. Legit, I've never seen those before. Oh, get, they're in a purple bag. Yeah. Get them. Get them Ooh. next time you see them. They're right. unbelievable. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I, I'm, the candy and cracker and chip companies have gone haywire the last five years or so. Cookie companies, like they've all just, with flavors and stuff, they've really gone for it. They've sold um, their souls. M&M's, I, M&M's is a team, is, it's something you take on your team. I don't know if you take them with your second pick, uh, but they're, they're, you're absolutely correct. They're a utility player. Um, they're, they're kind of like a Byron Mouton. Like you, there's always room for a guy like that on your team. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to, we want to, yeah, it, it could be an, we, we, what we did here is we took a college senior with awesome production and we overdrafted him a little bit. That's what we did. But I just I wanted M&Ms. I wanted to secure M&Ms on the squad. Um, RDT, you have two, and I quite frankly have no clue where you're going to go from here. So again, <laughs> not, not a chocolate guy, but Reese's Pieces. Yeah, that's a de- that's a decent recovery. Reese's it's a good Reese's. pick, but it's like how do you take Reese's at it's, this point? Yeah, yeah, and not take that one overall. Yeah, it's stunning <laughs> that you would not take Reese's cups one overall, and then you would take Reese's pieces here. I I like Reese's cups. <laughs> what They're a draft! They're fine. Wow. I'm just not gonna. I, I didn't want to take right. one. One last Let's see what um, your parents. You just took pair. you just took like Steve Nash, and then like. Zadrunas Elgalskis, like a guy who just cannot run the floor and oh, a guy mean, who runs the floor. Like, it's like... You took Zydrunas Elgalskis who just like, got... The pieces just don't fit whatsoever. My third pick. My, my third pick. Kind of, this goes along with, with Taylor's uh, M&M's pick. Skittles. You, you, uh, you get a billion of the little red bags. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't, do you eat like your M&Ms like one by one? Cause you said they last a long time. I'd put oh, them no, off, I, I, I was saying, I think you get a million of those little bags. So you I always gotcha. get M&Ms for a while. Oh no, I'm dumping. I'm for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. doing a little sharing. Yep. Um, with the brothers or something when I was, when I was trick or treating as a, as a, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a firm, you know, dump it in the mouth situation. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm doing, um, I'm doing Skittles, preferably the purple bag. I think they're the tropical berry Skittles. They're very delicious. Yeah, those are good. But I'm not. I'm not going to turn down a, a, a traditional red bag of Skittles. Skittles are yeah. Skittles. Skittles. You can also really get some mouth tiredness if you eat like oh. three of those bags in a row and you're just chomping Skittles. That wrecks your mouth. Like I used to. Jaw. I, I used to eat one of the like like not a not the family size bag. They have like. At the gas station, it's like a bigger bag than normal of the purple, the berry ones before softball. And I'd get to softball and like get on second. And I would be like, my, I feel like I have a rock in the pit of my stomach because I ate this entire bag of Skittles. And yeah, your jaw is just dead. Okay. Um, I am anti to you. Eric, I am a giant chocolate guy um, in terms of where I go candy-wise. Um, so I'm going to pick just the classic Hershey bar. Classic Hershey mm. bar. Always gets it done. There's a lot of different chocolate products that have a lot. You know, they're putting nuts in it. They're, they're doing this. They're doing that. They're putting crunch, blah, blah, blah. Just the, the, the simplicity of a Hershey's milk chocolate bar has never not satisfied me. It's never not just biting into it just that solid hershey american grown chocolate american chocolate not this european chocolate we talked about american chocolate and hershey. everyone talks about it everyone everyone, stop everyone talks about, about it chocolate i love me some reese's that's solid big ones or the little ones either way um just it's just tremendous it's just 
the the it's just it is the number two it's the number two score now behind Reese's Cups. It is just a it's 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 like Clay Thompson. It just, it just shoots the ball really really well. Just quality. Solid. They don't play a lot of minutes for you. It's that's absolutely yep. true. It's a good pick. Thanks. You got two. Uh, I'm probably going a little off the grid here, but I just love it so much. Um, and everybody knows what it is, but I'm going with a Heath bar. I love toffee. Toffee's delicious. I think it's one of the most underrated, uh, I don't know, substances in, in the candy game. Um, it's delicious. Uh, it just gives you that, that nice, like, crisp crunch in it. Um, I'm all about a good Heath bar. I don't think I've ever gotten a Heath bar. In, like, I don't think I've ever gotten a Heath bar trick-or-treating. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I see. I know what they are. I mean, everyone thinks. I'm thinking about like eating a Heath bar in a. But yeah, no. I mean, toffee's good. I was gonna say, gun to my head, I don't think I I could pick a Heath bar out of like a lot, like a blind taste test. The candy lineup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I. What am I doing here? What am I gonna do? Yeah, I haven't dipped into this that pool, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the the Reese's Fast Break bar. It's a delicious candy. It's not it's not out there as much as it should be. It's a quality quality candy bar. It it brings some new ingredients into the mix uh, that you don't get with some other Reese's flavors. Um, I have to have Reese's on my team somewhere. I just have to. I got no peanut butter at play yet, so I just can't walk away from the fourth round without not get, not getting some peanut butter involved. I think I have to add um, some sort of non-chocolate snack to the equation. There are two things that came to mind here that I could take. Um, and I, I'm going to go for another one that I just think is, is, is steady every day of the week and give you some, a, a tick of variety of flavor. Uh, I'm going to take Starbursts. Mm. I'm a big Starburst guy. Those things, um, you know, you, those things can last you a while, sit at the bottom of a bag, just give you that, you know, a couple weeks after you're like, oh, I've eaten all my Halloween candy. There's a couple Starburst lying around. Um, you pink, always find, yeah, there's always some left at the bottom. freaking believable. Um, but, you know, all the flavors are pretty good. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Starburst. <laughs> just, just adding, we're just trying to build a solid roster around Reese's Cups. That's, that's what we're trying to do here. And I feel like we've accomplished that so far. I'm gonna put a let's put a pin in that for honorable mention. I want to make I want to make a comment about that pick, okay. but I don't want to spoil pick. Okay. I know I'm I'm kind of ruining myself with my I'm not doing I'm not a chocolate guy, not a big chocolate guy. Hershey's cookies and cream bar. Oh, I am an absolute oh, sucker. Sucker for a Hershey's cookies. Oh, and cream what am bar. I doing? The, the Target in Columbia has started putting those like directly next to the self-checkout. And it's just like, I can't not buy them when, when I go there. They're good. They're, They're very so good. good. They're, They're so, so good. good. And like, I don't think it's technically like, it's not a white chocolate. I don't think it's just a cookies and cream chocolate. And it, they're just so goddamn good. So I'm, I'm, I like that with my, uh, uh, my number four pick. The way it melts in your mouth with mm-hmm. the little cookie, like crumbs in there, uh, it it's so good. It's a great pick, and it, it the, the list I looked at didn't refresh my brain of that one. It's such a pick. It's great value. Thank you. Thank you. You got another one. 
Oh shit. Um give me Oh man, you guys would kill me if I took that one. I'll take I uh, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I mean you you couldn't you're not getting killed any more than you did. Do it, pussy. No, I am gonna do uh, give me Tootsie Rolls. I love a Tootsie Roll. I will that face by Taylor. I hate I will rolls. you hate Tootsie Rolls? <laughs> yeah, I don't oh. like them. So that's my, just a, that's just a oh difference God. of opinion. We we went to a party this weekend and Joe got a goodie basket and she's not gonna eat the candy. So I had two Tootsie Rolls for the first time probably since last year. And I just such forgot a, how good they were. They're so good. Such, such a poor people candy. Oh yeah, wow. I could eat a billion of them. Oh wow. Oh, they're just, not the poor people candy like the Necco wafers or Smarties or or we anything. Don't hit on Smarties. Oh, it very much is. It's right there no, with those guys. No, no, no. I, no. I, I think Tootsie Rolls are gross. I, I've never liked I them. I love them. I love. Oh man, the big ones, the, like the ones that are like the the fat pencil erasers. Those come, are fucking. Yeah, that come with the the cardboard, cardboard around it. Yeah, that's around it. How you know it's good? It's absolute garbage. How you know it's good? Um. Wow. With my final pick, uh, I'm going to take something that's also a good movie candy. I'm going to take uh, the Nestle Crunch Bar. I've always been a yeah. gigantic Nestle Crunch Bar guy. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a variation of the Nestle Crunch Bar candy that is not really a Halloween candy, but is more of a movie uh, candy um, that I won't, because somebody could theory, you could theory could take that with the last pick. Thanks if you want. But um, Nestle Crunch Bar is really solid. I love that pick. I just yep. love getting that at this point in the draft. That's about as safe as a pick as like a Hershey's. You know what you're getting every day. With yeah, that. I just – so I'm not – yeah, I just – I think this is sort of speaking to my candy preferences. I'm just a very straight – pretty straight-up candy guy. Yeah, you're chalk. You're chalk. Yeah, I just – I don't like – like we'll get the honor mentions. I'll describe like things I don't like. But, yeah, go ahead, Banks. Take your last pick. I was, I was on the fence between taking that – because it needs to be taken. A crunch bar, I think, is one of the most underrated candies in general. Just because it's so generic and it tends to come in so many like like uh, mixed bags and it just gets like left in the dust by like the Snickers and the Reese's if it's in there, but it deserves its shot. That and Apple, it's the same candy and they're very good. Um, but I, I was like on the fence between doing that and realizing I just got all chocolate or uh, going with this, which is another movie candy. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike and Ike. I got to mix oh my God. something in there. I like a good Mike and Ike. I like a good Mike and Ike. It's a movie candy. It's Damn it. it's delicious. It's great. It's good and chewy. As long as it's not like old, it's a good candy. Shout out to the great, Mike and Ike. great, great former Maryland employee. Um, Jody Fick, who used to have Mike and Ike's in the soccer press box every game. And as an intern, I would just eat Mike and Ike's or Mike and Ike's. A lot Mike of and Ike's flavors. The, uh, the berry flavor is fantastic. Yeah, and there's the like blue box. Candy. Yep. Fuck me. My, Mike and Ike's my, most recent, my favorite candy. My most recent job that I just left uh, was a pharmaceutical company that had this machine that would dispense drugs on a schedule um, for, for elderly people, whatever. Um, but the demo machine that we had in our office, we supplied them obviously with not drugs, but with little baggies that had Mike and Ike in them. And so you would just go in there and just type in to the machine and just get Mike and Ike dumped out of the vending machine. And it would just be right there for you. It was delicious. Oh, I don't know how I forgot Mike and Ike. That is that. Oh, 
What a draft. That might be our shortest draft, one of our shortest drafts in terms of us explaining picks, but man, it was not without controversy. RDT takes Laffy Taffy, Reese's Pieces, Skittles, the Hershey's Cookies and Cream Bar, and Tootsie Rolls. That is a roller coaster of a draft right there. Um, There's just so such bad picks in there, and then a, just a quality, quality Cookies and Cream Bar. It's just so good. Well, yeah, I took a lot of hate, Reese's, a lot of hate. Reese's Cups, <laughs> M&M's, Hershey bars, Starburst, and the Nestle Crunch bar. That's the, I mean, that's just chalk right down the line. Look, sometimes, but sometimes, again, I get it. It's Halloween. I mean, I'm just taking the things that I like to eat, and there's zero variate. Like there's <laughs> there's no there's like one flavor there. I, I love chocolate. I'm a chocolate guy, and I, that's what I drafted. And Banks honestly took like. Snickers is one that I would have taken there right after, um, but that went properly at four. Twix, Snickers, uh, Heath Bar, Reese's Fast Break, and um, Mike and Ike's for Banks. Uh, honorable mentions. What I was going to say is Nestle Bunch of Crunch. Bunch of yeah. Crunch is very good. Very good, but it's not I, a Halloween candy. It's a movie candy. Like that is a movie theater thing. You get that at movie theaters. That's. It, those things are Do they so even sell good. those at like gas stations? I don't know. Or like I just only see them in movie theaters. So fucking good. Um I don't even know what could possibly be on your honorable mentions, Eric. You want to see it? Yeah, honestly, yes. I got butterfingers. I had Starburst, Milk Duds. Milk Butterfinger was my next day. How do you not take milk duds over Tussie rolls? Because I, I, I mean, they're both fantastic. Oh my um, god! Strawberry hard candies. You're right, Taylor, but they're also they're both bad picks. Yeah, yeah. I love milk duds. Strawberry hard candies. I think that's what they're called. I just With a little the strawberry frog. little wrapper thing. The, yeah, yeah. There's strawberry. I don't know strawberry. Oh hard no! And then Airhead. Oh, can I can I retake my last pick? No. Cards already been oh, put out. After I read after I read through the picks, you're done with the last pick. Strawberry also, cream savers should have been the pick. Yes. That would have been an unbelievable last pick. Yeah. Fuck. Cross your fingers that they're actually coming back this year. And then I had fruit snacks. I don't know if people consider that candy. Sure. Yeah. I think it would have been a bad pick in this draft, but I mean, you took Laffy Taffy first. Yeah. I, yeah. I oodles yeah. of them in my house. I, I could eat again a, an entire box, like not exaggerating. Um, I had, <laughs> I had Jolly Ranchers. I had, um, Hershey's Kisses, but I already had Hershey Bar, um, Twizzlers, Kit Kats, and Three Musketeers. Kit Kats should have maybe been drafted. Kit, Kit Kats are good. Yeah. Yeah. I, the Kit Kats have never blown me out of the water, but they're solid. They do the job for sure. Sometimes I'm just in a mood for a Kit Kat. Yeah. Any honorable mentions? Um, Reese's nut outrageous. Um, I mean, any variation of Reese's, I was going to try to fit in there in some way. Uh, I want to take peanut M&Ms. I love peanut M&Ms. I just didn't feel comfortable taking them after you not just took M&Ms, but kind of explained your reasoning for it and whatever. Um, I don't know. What What about the Reese's cups with the Reese's pieces inside of them? I've never had those. Oh, I had one of those. I, the other yeah. Day. It feels like a separation of church and state situation for me. <laughs> um, 
one that I was left off. I'm now looking through some lists just so we almond joys is something people really like. I know yeah. trash. Sa- trash. I don't like them. Sour Patch Kids is something people like. Overrated. Uh, watermelon. Nerds oh is something that I would have like. taken gummy worms over gummy Gum- bears. Are you like a sour gummy worms guy? No. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Normally, I think people go with like the sour gummy worms because the sour flavor is kind of better. Make my teeth all pretty. Do we say, oh, say Milky yeah. Ways? I don't know if we said Milky Ways. That would also. That be. was another one. I love Milky Ways. I would have taken it. If, if this is, if we went 10 rounds, I did you guys ever get like double bubble or anything in a Halloween situation? Yeah, I think so. Probably the pick I was going to make, um, I clarified before we got on here, whether this was Halloween candy or things you got on Halloween, there was a house at the end of our street after all of the kids had um, trick or treat that gave us like full bottles of water. An amazing gift when you, just, when you just have run around. They gave you candy too, but it was with uh, a full bottle of water, and everyone was just guzzling the water at the end of just the trick or treat like sprint. It was awesome. How are they? How are they drinking it? Guzzling it. How? Are, oh, okay. Oh, uh, you want me to do that? No, I'm not going to do that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any well, and then obviously the king size bar. Uh, I like nerds. Yeah, king nerds are controversial controversials i like nerds nerds ropes strawberry nerds especially yeah um when you're a kid pixie stick nowadays it was a little gimmicky i guess that's why i liked as a kid pixie sticks kind of suck they really (laughs) sucked they're not good you want to talk about fun dip like same boat or poor candy yeah yeah pixie sticks (laughs) yeah uh, it's a it's a kid's candy. It's literally just straight sugar. Uh, obviously, the the hot button issue every single year where it's just nauseating how much it's just talked about. But it's it's the Nickelback of candy, candy corn. It's it's all right, people. It's an it's okay. It's not like I'm so sick of people just shitting on candy corn. Like, yeah, Mike Leach is Mike Leach is not going to kill you. Mike Leach is eviscerating candy corn. Candy corn's bad. I, candy corn's bad. It's, I, I don't I think. Have, I don't need to have a crusade about it. It doesn't matter how much you eviscerate candy corn, Mike Leach. Nobody's coming to Mississippi State. Nobody's going to start making. Sorry. Pander all you want. Nobody's going to that shithole. Sorry. I'm with you, Brian. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's fine. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's fine. It's so Some fine. is out at the a guy, party. I used to eat a lot of it, actually. I'm going to get a handful of it if it's out at a party. I'll, I'm, I'm, I eat a handful, and a handful is enough. Yeah, I'm not that's going funny. anywhere near it. The other one I've seen on the list is hot tamales. Those also are awful. Oh, no, I think those are terrible. They are awful. That is a horrible, horrible candy. I don't really fuck with them. So. Um, what, what was the hot gum? Too? Big red. Big red. Big red is terrible. Off. So bad. Like the cinnamon. Horrible. It it's not a good flavor for candy. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. People like people love that stuff. People like love hot tamales. I, I don't. And then the worst was after uh, fucking Ricky Bobby. Like everyone and their mother went around. You don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. Yeah, Big, know, Red's, terrible, Big Red's terrible stinks. gum. What's your guys' terrible. favorite gum? Uh, the first fifteen seconds of Juicy Fruit. Yeah, yeah, and that's the right. Answer. Or um, the uh, what <laughs> first the, um, the first fifteen seconds of uh, Zebra Stripe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yep, Zebra Stripe. But also Big League Chill. Big league chew, yeah, big league chew. Big league chew. Uh, double bubble, double bubble. We used to have those big cartons of double bubble at, in the dugout for Maryland games, and I would just eviscerate that double bubble. You want to talk about your your jaw getting tired? Oh you put three my or four. God. You put three or four in there in your mouth, <laughs> and you're you are hurt. You need to ice down your jaw after. 
Mm. I'm also a big fan of caramel creams. I like caramel as a whole. I'm a big caramel yes. guy. That's a that's a huge shout out to bombs. That's a huge yeah, shout out to on our parts. Shout out to Keeks. Maybe Keeks will make a after the shout out. We'll make a uh, an appearance at a kickball game at some point. Maybe never is going to hear this call. Never is going to hear it. Uh, that's 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 the that's the candy draft. That's the candy draft. Um, I am just looking at my computer as I said before. I have just a document that has or a post it on my Mac that has all these and the Laffy Taffy is just staring me in the face. Just staring as it should be. You're going to see one this weekend and you're going to pick it up and eat it. And you're going to be like, you know what? Not bad. I'm scrolling through the drafts to see if there's a worse pick. And I just don't think that there is. I don't remember what it was, but he had another one that was astounding. I can't remember, but what wasn't recent. I don't think it was first overall, but I think it was like first round. Hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> um, good stuff. Uh, everyone out there, stay safe on Halloween. Whether you're got kids in there, uh, what is your what is the situation for your trick or treating, um, RDT, with your wonderful daughter who made an appearance earlier? What do, What do you mean? What's the situation? Like what's what's the what's the neighborhood situation? Like how many houses it, it will be? Hit? Oh, there's there's a ton of houses. I mean, we're gonna go until it gets dark, and I'm gonna eat every single piece of candy. <laughs> like that's what we took her last year. She didn't eat a piece of candy. Will, will you everything. Will you dress up? She is being Lightning McQueen from Cars, and my wife bought herself and myself checkered flag <laughs> shirts. So oh, yeah. that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, we had a nice day, uh, Joe and I, at Spirit in Glen Burnie, shopping for Halloween costumes. Lightning McQueen is who she went with from the Pixar Pantheon, huh? Loves, loves cars, loves Lightning McQueen. We listened to Life is a Highway 55 <laughs> times a day. Not not even an exaggeration. Life she is a Highway is kind of a banger. Oh, it is. It is until, like, it's 6.30 and you've heard it every <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You're like, oh, my she, God. She knows it's like it's the scene in the office where they're driving Holly up to New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and and he's like, "All right, we got it this time. We got it this time." That's one hundred percent what it is. But yeah, you mm. know, so we're we're gonna do that. I'm sure I'll be I'll be sure to eat every Laffy Taffy and gonna bring some adult beverages around. Our our neighborhood does the thing where there's a lot of kids and a lot of the parents are like, "Oh, come on!" They have drinks in the garages and shot or shots or cider or something like that so be a be a good old time just great americana right there you got a wagon or anything like uh she has a a bike but if she's a car she's just gonna have to walk around true she she made her bed she has to line it yeah how do you even have a lightning mcqueen costume like oh it goes on over top of her and it's just a car it's like a oh so it's just like a car and the car is like here yeah, she's basically it's like it's like a a hula hoop almost. It's around her and it's just a car. Think about it like that. So she's not actually like a car. No, no. The car <laughs> it's like suspenders. Suspenders okay. and the car is in front and behind her. Mm. Like, all I did all I did as a kid was I went to I went to Halloween as Juan Dixon like 40 times in her. I went as yeah, like I was I don't know, we did I I went as like a football one year. Did not paint my face brown. I had a mask. I just want that out there for <laughs> wow. Good job. Good job defending yourself against the out. I got to get out ahead of it. Got to get out ahead of it. Cancel culture uh, is crazy now. Halloween's, Halloween's fun. Halloween's fun. Uh, 
and uh, full full weekend of Halloween parties. So people that go to Halloween parties, you know, have fun. Keep keep it keep it together. Don't try to drive. Um, all right, Nick Cannon Medley, Maryland person of the week. Banks, what do you got? There's a chance Eric may have taken this a week or two ago. You took chili, didn't you? I don't think so. Do you want to mention chili? I'm taking chili. Maybe, I'm on maybe. a chili kick right now. I'm five days in. I'm five straight days eating chili. Seven meals, by the way. Seven times I've had chili over five days. You, you I'm know what you have shit to, out of chili right now. You know what you have to do is the the what I blogged about in, back in February with Will Compton when he said that he eats the peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, the peanut butter the chili. I'm telling you, I hate it. I thought it was gross. I tried it. It was delicious. If you if you've got peanut Why butter, would it be around, gross. I just didn't think they would go together. I remember you blogged it, but I remember also being like, "Wait, why is this a crazy thing? Why I is just this didn't, even?" I just blog? wouldn't put peanut, peanut butter, butter with whatever peanut butter and meat and like a meaty tomato heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm I'm telling you, try it. I I I tried it and it was delicious. I bet it's great. I have peanut butter goes with just about everything. So there you go. Yeah, chili. I'm just eating hell of a chili right now. It iron rooster for a bunch of chili, um, Riverside Tap House, um, that new restaurant Nola on Cross Street. They've got a great gumbo, um, which is gumbo chili. I thought gumbo was just a gumbo. Like it's I like don't a soup, but it's got meat in it, so it's like oh, there's there's, there's, soups, there's soups with meat in it. Yeah, I don't, I've never I've never like had gumbo. Soup. I've like, never had whole, gumbo, so I can't whole. really. It was great. Um, some chili at Pop Belly. Uh, yeah, so I'm eating, eating a lot of chili right now. Love it. Love it. RDT? Um, since it's topical because the World Series is on, I'm going to take Banks' manager, Dusty Baker. I'm thrilled to see Dusty back in the World Series. I, I, lo- I think he's an awesome manager, baseball person. Everything about they should him have his. They should have his son beat that boy. What are we doing, MLB? Like, you got this is the stuff that <laughs> like, you got to do. Um, just a grown ass. Like, was he twenty five now? He's a, yeah. I mean, he was. He's drafted by the Nationals. He's a prospect, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He should be a bad boy. That's, and you know, it's you know, it's funny. Obviously, because everyone they should just have JT Snow just shadow him. JT Snow, I think, was calling Pac twelve games when when Darren Baker played a cow, yeah, played a cow and they yeah. had like like a whole one on one sit down, like which I thought was great. Feels, now, right. All again, obviously. We're talking about JT Snow ragdolling, picking up Darren Baker as he was, I think, like two or three years old as the bat boy. Nin- for the Giants nin- back in 19 years ago. So yeah, there might be listeners right? that have no idea what we're talking about. I, I went back and I watched the clip like four or five times yesterday, and it's just so funny every single time. Um, him just, I mean, he was going, he was doing his job. He went out to get his bat at home plate. Um, it's just crazy that there was a two year old running around on a baseball field during the World Series. Like that, that in itself is nuts. But seeing Dusty Baker up there and like the interviews Dusty had after the ALCS and he's talking about Hank Aaron and his dad and, and all that stuff was really cool. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Dusty win and get one. Like I, he's just, he's one of those baseball lifers and I don't want to live in a world where Dusty Baker doesn't have a World Series ring. Sorry to steal your, your Astro shot. Did he win one as a player? Did he win one I think as a player? Did. I'm good. Yes, he did. He won a night. Did he? All right. Well, as a manager, I want to see. Yes, him he, obviously, his baseball, more of his baseball legacy, I think, to be modern day. 
baseball. Yeah, is, is as a manager. Yeah, so I want to see him win. If yeah, Dusty I mean, Baker wins, this is a heck of a resume. If he wins as a as a manager, he will be a two time All Stars a player, a Gold Glove Award winner as a player, a World Series champion as a player, a two time Silver Slugger Award winner as a player, three time Manager of the Year, and a World Series champion as a manager. And took what one different franchise to the playoffs. Pretty impressive. What is, I was going to say, oh, division man. title with five different teams, which is yeah. unbelievable. He'd be a Hall That's of Famer. crazy. At that point, he'd be a Hall of Famer. He'd be a Hall of Famer. He'd have to be. And maybe the most in, insane thing is yeah, his mom crazy. is still alive. I think that's insane, too. He's like 70. He's 70 he? 72. That's, I mean, he's up there, and his mom is still alive. As he said, he said they asked him something about wearing the mask last year. And he said he was happy he was wearing it because he was cursing. And he said, my mom can't read my lips, which is pretty funny. Yeah. So go, yeah. go Dusty. He hasn't, go Banks as Astros. He hasn't won an NL Manager of the Year in 21 years. That just goes to show, like, he won three, and then he hasn't won one in 21 years. He's been around just that long, just managing his balls off. Um, I'm going to take a bit of a sentimental one here. Um, I don't know if we've uh, talked about – my love of the Fast and Furious movies on this show. Oh, we God. Have, we Are you going to pitch a Paul Walker statue? No. I know what you're doing, and I like it, but Fast and Furious stinks. But go on. I'm sorry. Go on. We'll get to we'll that. Have, this is a conversation for another day. Yeah, that might be a conversation for another day. Uh, I'm taking Vin Diesel, who walked Paul Walker's daughter, Meadow, down the aisle at her wedding last week. Look, there's a lot of forces in this world, some powerful for good, some powerful for evil. There's nothing as powerful as family. And for Vin Diesel to go and do that, I will never forget. I love the Fast franchise. I love Paul Walker. I'll never forget where I was when I heard Paul Walker died. It was very sad. Legitimately sad. Legitimately sad. Kick six night. Kick six night. Love that character. Love those movies. I've watched the first one probably like 50 times. Uh, Just the picture of it. It's just an emotional moment. And And then he got to see all of the like, that stuff that one of the, you know, all time ending scenes, you know, with them driving away from each other, um, just emotional stuff and happy on, on her, on her Instagram, you've got like all of the actors that were in those movies, like commenting, like Gal Gadot, Ludacris, just, just awesome. Good for Vin Diesel. Good for Vin Diesel. Good for Meadow Walker. Rest in peace to Paul Walker. Rest in peace to Paul Walker family dusty baker had some dust-ups with the irs wow i mean i mean come on i mean come on you're just gonna jump in with dusty baker we're talking about family we're talking about family to family i'm really like in the late 90s he, the irs garnished almost his entire 900k salary that's crazy any honorable he's mentions? in the clear now though what does he have he's to pay a- taxes he's fine any honorable <laughs> mentions from you guys um, uh, Succession came back a couple weeks ago. I've been doing a rewatch real quick. I started a rewatch like two days ago, and I've almost finished season two again. And I'm very excited to jump into the first two episodes that have already come out. Eric, I'll let you have the other one. I know there's another HBO one here. Yeah. I was gonna say JJ Watt for going undergoing what seems to be season-ending shoulder surgery. Sources tell ESPN per Adam Schefter. Apparently, got hurt oh, on no. Sunday. No, no. Um, curb. I'm guessing you watched it. Um, oh, good plop. <laughs> who, knew, who knew you had to have a fence within five feet of, you know, your pool in Santa Monica? Um, <laughs> I mean, 
it's setting up to be a great season. Uh, yeah, the plop. Did she plop or not? You know, oh, you're gonna. What did what did he say? Oh, you're gonna yell at me? Fuck you! You plopped. John, oh, she she absolutely John, plopped. Oh, 100, absolutely plopped. It, it wasn't even a, a conversation. Um, but it's nice to see Susie back and Jeff and Leon. What did the police officer say? John Ham. John Ham is great. Superstar in that show. I hope he's in another handful of episodes. Like I feel. They kind of got in this a little bit. I hope that he's dating Cheryl. Yeah, yeah, they did bring the yeah, that was in last season. That sure. would be a that would be fantastic. That, that feels like a good storyline that keeps John Hamm in the mix, and John Hamm is is awesome, especially yeah. him just telling him why why the uh the show didn't yeah or the movie or whatever the why, why didn't didn't work out. repugnant. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a very good way to end a like a very boring week of uh of football so like that on sunday night was a nice a nice cherry on top uh i have three quickly first getting the middle seat on a plane next to you not filled incredible having me twice last week oh yeah we've a couple times i think we've been on the window in the aisle together taylor yes we've been waiting 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 and (laughs) then you have that moment with the person next to you having me twice um flying to uh flying to and from detroit last week with that in mind there's a lot of airport takes i'm sure they get thrown around bwi obviously being the dominant one in our area i go to a lot of airports through work bwi at least the southwest terminal is freaking tremendous i know they have issues getting bags back quickly but in terms of like food variety easiness of getting in there three security lines that are really, really close to each other, as opposed to you having to traverse like Detroit, you have to go up and down and just have some, and on the way out, right. And you know, I pay for the, the parking, but like in the daily garage, when you're only gone for a little bit and you can just do that and you walk right out and you're out and I'm home. I land at noon and I'm home by 1230 when I don't check my bag. That's an incredible experience. That's an incredible airport. experience. So shout out to BWI. who does pretty good work. Not everything's perfect, but no airport is perfect ever. It will ever be perfect. But I go to some food court. Yeah, food. The food court there is tremendous. Yeah, you have Chick-fil-A, yeah, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, McDonald's, and Arby's is a really good start. And then you can they like, could clap. use a boost on the on the bar side of things. Correct. 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 But you can't but win them all. Yeah, you can't win them. You hit on the main boxes though. Yeah. Yeah, but like you go to even like a place like like Midway in Chicago, like that place stinks in terms of variety of things to get. Food wise, um, third is family. Family, um, RDT, familia. Uh, RDT, do you wanna do you wanna um, get this this off your chest and we can get out of here? This fucking podcast <laughs> called the Rumor, and I'm looking up who is on this podcast. I can't even type. I'm so furious. It is about the rumor, a story. It's from Blue Wire, a story about conspiracy theories, baseball, and the Baltimore power grid. I don't know how many episodes this fucking thing is, but I am determined. I gave it one star. I ranked them. I rated them. I did whatever. I gave them one star. It's all about, I think it was August 14th, 1997, the night that the lights went out at Camden Yards. The power, the, the light back above uh, the first base dugout because of the rumor about Cal Ripken and Kevin Costner and the information and the things that these guys say in this podcast is insane. 
they both they have a denial from Cal from Kevin Costner in the first like 10 minutes of the episode. Costner's like, I've never even been to their house. I don't know where it is. I don't know what it looks like. Cal's like, no, it didn't happen. Literally voice clips from them. Ken Rosenthal, who hates the Orioles, said Cal was on the field. He was there. That the power didn't work. Obviously, everyone knows that. But then they come to say like, yeah, we are only doing this podcast because I went to a party and a guy who's a cop uh, said that he knows it happened. It's like, so you're just, that's why you're running with this story because a cop at a party told you this? It's insane. And then there's some hack radio host who in 2001 calls the whole, he said the whole streak is fraudulent, even though the power went out in 97. Obviously, 2131 was in, in 95. So he's like, none of this is real. It's all fraudulent, blah, blah, blah. It's terrible. Um, they, they called Kevin Costner on the air and they were like, so Kevin, where were you on the night that the power went out? And he's like, I don't know where I was. I can't say for sure. And they were like, oh, isn't that suspicious? Like, motherfucker, where were you four years ago? How does anyone remember where they were four years ago? Like, it was so out 1997. Yeah. Like, and then, like, in the same interview that Kevin Costner says, no, I don't, I, no, I've never been to their house. I never did this. I never did that, whatever. It's insane. And then, and then, like, Everything about it is insane. They're like, well, we needed a reputable writer because we need sources. And then they're like, oh, we know a reporter in Baltimore whose dad told her that someone cut the power cable with a hedge clipper. Like, do you really think a hedge clipper can cut the main power line to a stadium's power? It, it's so insane. And when I found out there were more episodes, like I thought it was going to be a one episode thing. There's more episodes and I'm furious. Like, I hate these people. I, I hate it. I hate it. The, the podcast was, it's not very well done. The, 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 the information and the facts and the evidence they have is so bad. It's so bad. I hate everything about it. So maybe we should have That's my one star. I thought about it. I thought it, and I thought about staying mm-hmm. quiet, but I couldn't do it. And someone asked me why I would even listen to it. And I said, God gives their, you know, his toughest task to his strongest soldiers. So <laughs> I had to take one for the team and uh, I was very triggered at 8.30 on a Tuesday morning, ripping off tweets about the, the, the rumor. I hate, I hate everything. I was pulling my hair out listening to it. So the, you're telling me the only sourcing is a cop at a party and a radio host who just has a hunch. That's like the only – like a legitimate question. That's the only source. Yeah. Is it a local radio host here? No, no. He sounds like a local radio host here, but he's not. His name is like – what was it? It was like a, it was like a, a, a DJ name too. It was like Chad Brooms or something like that. And I'm, yeah, that's what he says. It starts out where they're like, everyone, everyone in Baltimore knows the rumor. Everyone knows. And he's like, but everyone knows that it's just a rumor. And then he's like, until you go to a party and a cop is there and he says the rumor is true. And he's like, that's why we decided to do this digging. And it's like, what? That's why you started because some guy at a party said it's true. Like it's, it's absolutely insane. And then again, some guy that named Nick, who was like, yeah, I know Cal. We go to the, we go to the bars all the time. And I know Cal, we've drank together. He's like, yeah, it's true. That's all he said. Like, yeah, it's true. Of course it's true. It's like, yeah, Nick, Nick from Dundalk. It has to be right. It's, it's absolutely (laughs) insane. Again, like the stuff that they're basing this off of and the, the evidence they have, it's so loose and everything, nothing is tied together. It's it's unbelievable that this is a podcast. 
So I'm how many episodes? Are ripping there? my. I I don't know. I know they're they've only done the one episode so far. So they obviously I, think it's going to do well because I I was like seen promoted tweets for it. So they're they're putting ad spend behind, which is interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I think it's Blue like, Wire Pods. Yeah, Blue Wire. And again, the guy Nick who I apparently knows Cal is like, well, he's like, yeah, no doubt in my mind it happened. Blah blah blah. And then he tells the host. You guys should talk to the Angelises. You should talk to them. I can give you their number. And it's like, this guy's just passing around the Angelises number to talk about the rumor. Like, yeah, this this guy sounds I, I feel like he's Ziggy from the wire. Taylor, that's over your head, but like I feel like this guy's <laughs> just talking to talk. I want to see like what their most notable, what the most notable show in the the blue wire family of I, I looked up the, the the hosts on there. I don't know their names, but Oh, and they're also, they're like, yeah, we're Orioles fans. And then they're like, but we haven't watched baseball in 10 years because the Orioles have been bad for that long and blah, blah, blah. And it, it's, yeah. it's, it's really so bad. bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. Like, and they make all the same jokes. We went to an Orioles game and asked uh, if people knew the rumor. And I'm surprised people were even there. Because <laughs> they're so bad. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys nailed this. And that, that's me being triggered again. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have listened to it before and after your review of it. I'm actually now semi-interested to listen because I'm because of like the clear non-sourcing that's going on. Um, like normally you do a pod like this and there's some people like that with some credibility that would be like willing to go on the record and be like, yeah. Doesn't feel like there's like a lot of No, stuff. it's Nick from Dundalk. Like the girl they, whose dad told her and they the gotta radio. have the the cop that they originally talked to. I mean, that would be like the interesting crux of the story, if you were like, hey, do you now want to come on a podcast and tell us this thing you told us at a party, which is like, I guess, the narrative device they probably used? That would be kind of interesting. No, no, they just say they there's even like a sound clip from Rock and Rock is like the Baltimore police. There's no police report. Wouldn't there be a police report? Like, wouldn't we be able to get our hands on that? It's public information. Like, nope, not there. So it's yeah. Like, who's who's the cop? Uh, McMulty in season five. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. By the way, he's tying ribbon around a guy's wrist. Spoiler alert. But they have a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I th- I think it's a whole network. Yeah. That... No, I, I know it's definitely. Oh, it definitely is. I just didn't realize they had this many active podcasts. Mm-hmm. None of which really I've heard of. Um. Yeah, the about the about on the podcast. An unlikely conversation at a birthday party since two friends oh, they have on Sam a mad, madcap quest <laughs> to find out if a salacious sports rumor is true. While the truth provides more elusive than a well-thrown knuckleball, one thing is certain, their lives will never be the same. And then they go into it about how emotional it is because they love Cal so much, they don't want to uncover anything that may ruin their childhood. What are they like, going to do next? How much, you hate, how much do you hate? 2018 Masters? I'm like, I'm, I'm very hot and sweaty now. And like, <laughs> you, you've got me worked into a, quite a fit of rage. I need a Laffy Taffy to cool down. Wow. There you have it. There you have it. Oh, you know, you know whose uh, podcast is on Blue Wire Pods? JJ's. <laughs> yeah, he told me that. He said, that's my podcast group. There you go. George's box. Um, yeah, fuck there you have it. Fuck, there fuck them all. It. There you have it. Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken, free to come on the pod whenever he wants to discuss whatever he wants, by the way. open And Kevin Costner. Open invitation to Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Costner, well, too. Kevin Costner, I listened to with um, – he was on with Bill Simmons. He was very good. Like, he was very, very, like, went through all the sports movie stuff. It was very interesting. Wow. 
You know what's funny too is there was an interview and Cal they asked Cal what his favorite um baseball movie was and he said Bull Durham. So he's either troll. He's it's not true. It's it's what is it? What's the Danny Boy Kane? It's rubbish. It's it's. I was looking for that video for like twenty five minutes the other morning. I couldn't find it. Do you think Danny Boy Kane wiped it off the internet? Probably, but it's not true. Um. Now let's say hypothetically, if it were true, which is definitely not, I would definitely answer Bull Durham as the answer. If I was Cal Ripken. Probably. Just to assert your dominance again after he beat the fuck out of that loser. Which he didn't, but... No, but it, but if there was a fight, Cal would have owned him. Do you hate Kevin Costner? Kevin Ka- Kevin Costner can get fucked in every different way. Jesus. All right. <laughs> but that never happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I know. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. If... Hypothetically. If I love it were to happen... Oh, but I'm saying in general, with the knowledge that it didn't happen, do you not like Kevin Costner? Nope. Wow. Okay. And that's uh, that's that's RDT um, hammer, uh, going against another podcast. There you go. He's still invited, by the way. Yeah, Costner could definitely come on. I would love yeah, that. Yeah, he can come on the same episode with JLC. All right. I'll, I mean, I'll talk to Costner <laughs> if you don't want to talk to him. Um, that's the show. No instant analysis week. We're off this Sunday. Um, no Ravens Halloween. Week. No instant analysis. Halloween. RDT can trick or treat with his kids. Uh, I will be the Maryland soccer game at two o'clock. BTN against Indiana. Make sure everybody watches. There's a little pub for Indiana. For uh, BTN, not for Indiana. Joe Flacco should be playing this week. Just saying. What would Joe Flacco have to do for us to an emergency Joe Flacco podcast on Sunday? Like lead like a <clears throat> back. Just beat the Bengals. I don't know. Yeah, do anything for Joe. There you go. Also invited to the podcast. There you have it. Uh, Follow us on social media, X52 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, You can follow Barstool Banks at E-D-I-T-D-I-22 and at Taylor Schmike 10 for the three of us. Uh, Make sure to go support Thread Level Midnight, who continues to have X52 merchandise on their website. Very much appreciate them. We appreciate Fed Thrill as usual, despite the fact that their draft and sponsorship was sullied by the pick of Laffy Tabby, number one overall. And we appreciate our presenting sponsor, Jimmy Seafood. And we will see you next time on the X52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.